Amen. Amen. Let's take our Bibles, please, and turn to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Our yearly theme is a passion for Jesus Christ, a passion for Jesus Christ. People are passionate about all kinds of things apart from Jesus Christ. People are passionate about sport, they are passionate about music, some are passionate about making lots of money. Some are passionate about being a, what I call a vague vegan in abstaining from meats, which God tells us to eat with thanksgiving. As Bible believers, we should be passionate about Jesus Christ. To be passionate means to be zealous, to be fully committed, unashamed, enthusiastically consumed with living for Jesus Christ. I'd like to share a few thoughts this morning on the importance of you and I being good stewards for Jesus Christ. A passion to be a good steward of Jesus Christ. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 and then we'll pray. It reads, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let's pray. O God, we pray for your blessing upon your word this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. We have been looking at specific areas as a church in which we can be passionate about, be passionate for Jesus Christ. We've noted the area of knowing Christ, that I might, that I might know him. A passion to reach the world for Christ. A passion to serve Christ. A passion to have a Christ-centered home. A passion to live victorious. And a passion to live with the mind of Jesus Christ. The month of August, this month's theme is stewardship. A passion to be a good steward of Jesus Christ. Our basis is in our text that we have just read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, in which the Apostle Paul said, you be the judge, you be the judge of our stewardship. And also within these two verses, he spells out the fact that it is required for you and I to be a good steward. It is required, but also God expects us to be good stewards. Note there uh, in verse number 2, Moreover, it is required 
in stewards, that a man be found faithful. God expects us to be good stewards. God expects us to be good stewards. And also we note in verse number two, two that the heart of stewardship is faithfulness. Moreover, it is required in stewards, verse 2, that a man be found faithful. When it comes to stewardship, the issue is not what we have. That is not the issue in stewardship. The issue is what are we doing with what we have? That is stewardship. That which we have in our possession, our trust, that which we have in our possession, what are we doing with what we have in our possession? God wants us to be faithful stewards of what we have. Now, stewardship involves entrustment. Entrustment. To put in trust with. And we see countless examples throughout the pages of Scripture where we find stewards being entrusted. For example, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1, the Bible talks about, and David assembled all the princes of Israel. And the verse goes on to read, and the stewards over all the substance and possession of the king. So King David had stewards that were entrusted with his possessions and his Substance. We read in the New Testament concerning Herod the Great. There in Luke chapter 8, verse number 3, that he had a steward by the name of Cusa that was a steward of the possessions and the substance of the great Herod the king. He had a wife by the name of Joanna no doubt a wealthy woman because of her husband, and the Bible teaches us that she ministered to Christ with her substance. The Apostle Paul understood the principle of stewardship. We note here in our text, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, at the end of verse 1, he makes reference to being stewards of the mysteries of God. The Apostle Paul understood he has been entrusted with truth as a leader, as an apostle. In Titus chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible talks about a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God as the steward of God. Stewardship involves entrustment. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let me illustrate. 
Turn with me to Genesis chapter 24, please. Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. Here we have an example of a servant. Abraham had a servant that he commissioned. He was entrusted with the responsibility of finding or help find a wife for his son Isaac. Note here in Genesis chapter 4 verse 2, it reads, And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, note, that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. And he has this servant make a commitment. What's that commitment? Look at verse 4. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. So Abraham pulls aside his eldest servant and he said, To him I commission you, I entrust you to be the means of finding a wife for my son Isaac. And Abraham's servant took that charge very seriously. Look at verse 12. The servant prays, O Lord God, He said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. This servant was given authority from Abraham. He was responsible for for finding, help find a wife for Isaac. And according to verse number 10, he is given resources. Note there in verse 10, And the servant took ten camels and the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master. This man was a good steward of what was entrusted to him. And with God's blessing and with God's enabling, God provided a wife by the name of Rebekah for Isaac. And God used this servant, the servant of Abraham, to be the medium of finding a wife for his son. Stewardship. We see entrustment. We see that the servant was given authority. The servant was given scope. The servant was given a goal in mind. The servant was given uh, resources. He was given uh, a purpose. And he was uh, commissioned by his master. God wants to use you to be the means of finding a wife for my son Isaac. See, stewardship Beloved, involves entrustment. God has entrusted us all with so much. Am I right or not? God has entrusted 
us all with so much. The question is, are we, are you trustworthy? Are you a good steward of that which God has placed in your possession? See, we are all stewards of God, entrusted with varying talents. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 25, please. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 23. We are all stewards of God, entrusted with varying talents. Note here in verse 14, Matthew 25, verses 14 to 23. It reads, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man travelling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. Verse 18, but he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them, held them accountable. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he also that had received two talents, verse 22, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then go down to verse number 29, please. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Within this parable we find the following. Two out of the three 
individuals invested the talents that were given to them, the monies that was given to them. One out of three did nothing with the talent given to him. And the lessons, there are a number of lessons we can note from this parable concerning stewardship. We are all stewards of God entrusted with varying talents. A number of points I want to stress. The commendation was the same for the two, the two out of three that invested wisely their talents. We note then verse 21 and 23, the master commended them in the same way. Well done, good and faithful servant. They received the same commendation. See, our talents might vary. It is God who decides what he chooses to give each one of us. Some of us have been given one talent. Some of us have been given two talents. Some of us have been given five talents. That's the master's privilege, to give talents accordingly, according to his good pleasure. See, our talents might vary, but it is God who decides what he gives us. And the issue is, what are we doing with what God has entrusted into our care? Because the same commendation was given to the one that made five extra as the one that made two extra. He said of the same, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Faithfulness is what God is looking for. See, we are not to view horizontally our talents, that is, comparing ourselves one with another. Why is it he's been given five and I only one? Or two and I only one? We are not to view horizontally our talents, we need to keep a vertical view, a Godward view of what God has entrusted into our care. In other words, whatever talent God entrusts to you, there is potential, there is capacity. The one that received the five the potential was there to make another five. The one that received the two, the potential was there to make another two. And in fact, the one that received the one, he had the potential to make another one. And we see from this parable that each servant was held accountable for the talents for the talents they had. Not what they didn't have, but what they had. God held them accountable. 
Each servant had the same requirement. Each servant received their talents from the same master. They were entrusted with talents of which they were to be good stewards of. And beloved, we are all stewards of God. We have been entrusted with varying talents. And we need to maintain a Godward view of these talents. See, it's not what we have, it's what are we doing with what we have. A passion to be a good steward of Jesus Christ. Because one day God will hold us accountable. In being a good steward, it is not the, the issue is not whether you've been, you have five, two, or one. The stewardship issue is what are you doing with the five, the two, or the one that you have? That's stewardship. And that is what God will hold you and I accountable for. And I'd like to challenge you during the course of the month of August, the need for you and I to be passionate about being good stewards of Jesus Christ and to ask the question, what has God given to me? What has God given to me? God has given us so much. And I'm afraid that we so often are are thankless and thoughtless concerning what God has entrusted to us. And we need a generation of Bible-believing Christians that are good stewards of what they have. Because one day, God will hold you and I accountable. Our memory passage for the month of August will be 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 to 15. Talks about a day of judgment, the judgment seat of Christ, of which you and I will be held accountable for the talents that God has entrusted to us. So what has God given to us? What has God given to us all that we need to be good stewards of? Well, let me just name a few and I'll say more in the weeks to come if you are courageous enough to turn up. <laughs> let me just mention some key areas. What has God given to us all that we need to be good stewards of? Well, what about the gospel? What about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Note there in Colossians chapter 1, please. Colossians chapter 1. Verses 25 to 28, it reads, Colossians 1, 25 to 28, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, 
even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God will, would have make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect or mature in Christ Jesus. God has given to us the gospel. For those of us that have received Jesus Christ as personal saviour, for those of us recall a time like Arthur Stace of old who... Uh, received the glad tidings, was born again by the Spirit of God through the power of the Word of God. He determined with the rest of his life to tell others about Christ. Arthur Stace was a good steward of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What about you? What about me? Are we good stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are we involved in getting the gospel out? What part... What part do we have? What part have we had to date in the salvation of others? See, one day God's going to hold us accountable. And he's going to ask the hard question, my son, my child, what did you do with the good news? God has given to us all, for those of us that have received Jesus Christ as Saviour, God has given to us the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. This is the hope of Australia, beloved. This is the hope of Australia, the gospel of Christ, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. That's what will change men, women and children from within. What kind of a steward are you with the gospel of Christ? Are you involved in getting the gospel out? When was the last time you gave out a gospel tract? Have you ever led somebody to Christ? I guarantee, I'm not here to embarrass you, but I guarantee if we would take uh, a vote this morning or if I was to have everybody in this room that has led a soul to Christ, one, I would guarantee the majority of us would have to confess we have never led a soul to Jesus Christ. That is a shame. And God will hold us accountable. Yes, he will. We need to be good stewards of the gospel. We need to be good stewards of our time. Connected with time is a measure of good health. Turn with me to James chapter 4, please. Are you still with me? 
Are we still friends? Are we still friends? I'm telling you what you need to hear. Amen. You and I are responsible to give out the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God will hold us accountable. We are to be good stewards of the gospel. We are to be also good stewards of our time. And connected with time is a measure of good health. With time comes a measure of health. You can have time but not have the measure of good health. They're connected. And note here in James chapter 4, please, verses 14 and 15, the Bible reads, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, how true that is, you and I do not have the guarantee of a tomorrow. For what is your life? What are you living for? Oh, but pastor, I'm fit as a fiddle. Well, you can be fit as a fiddle and a cello and a violin included. But you have the seed of destruction within you called sin and you could drop dead before this time tomorrow. For what is your life? The verse goes on to read, it is even a vapour. How true. That appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, because of this fact, because life is so fragile, life is so temporal, Life is so delicate. He one day, gone the next. For this you ought to say, if the Lord will, look at verse 15, we shall live. We will use our time. We will maximize the well-being that we have connected that time to do this or do that. If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Let me ask you this morning, are you using your time, that measure of good health, to fulfill God's will? We talk about having, I've got all the time in the world. That's a stupid statement. That's a ridiculous statement. No, you don't. You don't have all the time in the world. The ounce of time you and I have is as much as God gives us. And God will hold us accountable of our time and the measure of good health. You young people this morning, you've got good health. In theory. Are you using it for God's glory? Are you asking God? God's will be done. Whether I do this or do that. Good stewards of our time. Good stewards of the gospel. What about our wealth? 
that which we have accumulated. Go to Proverbs chapter 27, please. Quickly, Proverbs chapter 27. God will hold us accountable for our wealth, our monies, that which we've accumulated. Note here in Proverbs 27, verses 23 and 24, it reads, For thou be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and to look well to thy herds. For riches are not forever. And doth the crown endure to every generation? Our wealth. The remainder of the chapter addresses this issue of being a good steward of our monies, that which we have in our possession. And verse 27 ends by giving the promise that God promises to provide our needs if we are good stewards of what we have, whether it's one, two, or five monies, if we are good stewards of what we have, God promises, I'm going to provide your needs. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Not a matter of having a six-digit figure salary. I'm a pastor, if I just have a six-digit salary, she'll be right, mate. No, you just need to be a good steward of the uh, monies you have that God has given to you and God promises to provide your needs. If we are good stewards of our monies, God promises to provide our needs. We, are, we will be held accountable, beloved, for our wealth, that which God has given to us. And they look at me as if I'm stupid. Oh, Pastor, I don't have very much. Rubbish. You are wealthy before God. It's God that gives us riches. It's God that enables us to gain wealth. We cry poor, but yet we can still buy a mobile phone every 6 to 12 months. We'll still go and have a $5,000 holiday. We'll make sure that we're wearing the brand shoes that you need to wear at this time of life. We have no problems going out and buying a new outfit and a new pair of shoes once a week or once a month. But have we stopped to consider that it's God that gives us our wealth and God will hold us accountable? Don't lie to me and tell me, oh, Pastor, I'm not very rich. I don't have much. My friend, if you live in Sydney, Australia, you are rich. You are rich. And whether you've got one, two, five, ten, one hundred talents, it doesn't matter. We have the same master. He promises to provide the needs of all if we honour him. Amen, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for that. My pleasure.
Last but not least, Psalm 127, quickly. Psalm 127. What has God given to us all? What has God entrusted into our hands? All of us. All of us. The gospel, time, and a measure of good health that comes with that. Wealth. We all have a measure of wealth. And also God has given us family. Family. Our families, our children. Note here in Psalm 127 verses 3 and 4 it reads, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. They are gifts from God. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of their youth. My Bible teaches me that children are gifts from God. Children are an heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is His reward. Whose reward? God's reward. God gives a husband and wife a child. Gift. From God. And they are to be trained to be sharp arrows of influence for God's glory. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. So God gives mom and dad a child, stewardship's required. To train that child to be mighty for God. That's stewardship. Children are gifts from God. And they're to be trained to be sharp arrows, so to speak, of influence for God's glory. Are we good stewards of our family, our children, our wealth, our time, the gospel? See, a passion to be a good steward of Jesus Christ means I will be faithful with what God has entrusted me with. For those of us that are Christians, we've been entrusted with the gospel. What are we doing with it? We've been entrusted with time. Here you are, alive and well, on planet Earth. Don't take that for granted. Are you using your time for God's glory? God holds the stopwatch ticking away. It is providence. Come down. Time no more. On this side of eternity, to invest in eternity. Our wealth. 
the monies that God has enabled you to accumulate, earn? Are you using it for God's glory? Our families, our children. Do we see our children as gifts from God that we are to be stewards of? They're God's entrusted to me as a parent to raise for God's glory? A passion to be a good steward for Jesus Christ is not an issue. Not an issue of what you have. The issue is, what are we doing with what we have? Arthur Stace, a homeless derelict that was converted, was illiterate, had very minimal education, had a horrible family life. Yet he had a heart for God. And while in a service, he heard a preacher preach from Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15, where the word eternity is mentioned only in the whole Bible. And the preacher said in that service, I wish everybody and anybody would consider and prepare for eternity. And Arthur Stace was challenged that I need to get this message out that there is an eternity. But he was illiterate. Yet God gave him the ability to write the word eternity in a beautiful copper plate script. The word's only mentioned once in the Bible. Arthur Stace was a good steward of this one Bible word. And with chalk in hand, he walked through the streets of Sydney and Melbourne and beyond and wrote out the word eternity, eternity. It's estimated that he wrote out the word eternity no less than 500,000 times. Half a million times. He couldn't read or write, but God gave him the ability to write the word eternity. A good steward of Jesus Christ. He didn't have much, but what he had was a good steward. May God help us to be good stewards of Jesus Christ. Let's bow for prayer.